Hello Internet, my name's Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. And on this week's Screen Verdict podcast, we're going to be doing a film review. Yes! Do you know where we're going down, Jonathan? No, I don't. Where are we going, Matt? Oh, we are going to... Jump Street! 21 Jump Street. Yes, to be specific. I'm sure that brought back a lot of memories for anyone over the age of 25. Yeah. <laughs> People love the, the 21 Jump Street that uh, launched Johnny Depp into a heartthrob pin-up boy or whatever they call. I've heard of him. Yeah. I know who he is. He's uh, gone on to do a few little things after 21 Jump Street. He apparently hated 21 Jump Street when he was on it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, some people like 21 Jump Street because they decided to turn it into a film. Mm. It's one of the uh, reboots uh, yes. we've been seeing. They're back. We did not see this one together. No, we did not. You went and took a girl, and I went and saw it on my own. <laughs> it's a common theme. <laughs> I had a bit of a bad experience at the cinema. I was in Canberra. Um, Hoyt's bad start. Yeah, Hoyt's Woden. Um, shout out to them. <laughs> um, if you'd like to sponsor the podcast, I don't even get to want to after this story. <laughs> so I buy my ticket. It's cheap Tuesday, six dollars fifty down in Canberra. Ooh. So they, whoa, yeah, six dollars. So that was good. This is maybe why it's so cheap. You get what you pay for. I gave the ticket to my guy to rip, and he said, "Oh no, no, no just go in, mate." So I just went in. I was cinema number five. He didn't tell me where to go. And cinema five was not next to cinema six. So I was like walking around like a lost cause trying to find this cinema number five. Turns out it was around a corner. Um, and this guy like saw me lost. He didn't even come up to help me. And then at the end of the movie, I'm sitting down. Um, I'm, I'm waiting for someone um, that I'm meeting up with afterwards. So I, I just stay till the end of the credits. Guy comes in during the credits. The same guy. And he says, are you here for this movie or the next one? I'm like, I'm here for, for this one. And he goes, I'm going to have to ask you to leave now. And the credits hadn't even finished. And I was waiting to hear the original 21 Jump Street theme, hoping it would be somewhere in the end credits. <laughs> um, and it wasn't. And then I like leave going, oh, that's a bit strange. Then I start to hear it from the cinema as I'm going right. out. So, yeah, I paid, I paid for that whole session. I'm entitled to stay in there till the end of that session. I feel like you have more of a problem with this guy than yeah. uh, Hoyt's Woden. I guess. <laughs> I should have gotten his name. If you're listening, Hoyt's Woden employee, hit us up on Facebook uh, and explain yourself. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Matt will be keen to converse with you. Yeah. Like us. <laughs> like <laughs> us on Facebook. <laughs> so let's talk about the film 21 Jump Street. Yes. You wanted to hear the theme. How, how much of the show had you watched? Were you excited for the film version? Um, when I was in high school, in Christian development, they played us an episode of 21 Jump Street. I can't remember what the moral was that we were meant to be learning from it. I think something about <laughs> drugs or something. Um, <laughs> but it was a pretty recurring joke around high school for the next month <laughs> of uh, everyone going, Want to jump? 21 Jump Street! <laughs> Yeah, doesn't seem much context to use that joke. It kind of yeah. just sounds like you say it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. I had not seen that much of the show. I think I watched a couple of episodes a long time ago, maybe when I was uh, sick home from school and just watching uh, random old shows mm. on daytime TV. Mm. So I didn't have a lot invested in, in the reboot. No, I, who cares? I just wanted a funny movie. 
the further away it was from the original 21 Jump Street, probably the better. It wasn't <laughs> a great show from the one episode I saw. The premise of 21 Jump Street is that there are these two guys who were friends in high school. One of them was cool, one of them wasn't. Mm. When they both decide to join the police force after school, one of them's good at the physical stuff, one of them's smart, so they end up becoming friends. So because they're quite young-looking new police officers, they get put in this uh, task force to go undercover as high school students in order to bust sort of a suspected drug ring in a mm. high school. Yes. Um, a kid's already died from this drug. The stakes are high. <laughs> and from what I remember, Jonathan, that's actually quite a similar premise to what was going on in the TV show. So my expectations perhaps more determined by who was involved in the film mm. than, uh, than what the original series was like. Yes. 21 Jump Street was, was written by Jonah Hill, who uh, acts yes. in it. Yes. And uh, Michael Bacall, who uh, co-wrote uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. If you've, oh, uh, yeah. If you've seen that. I did. And it was directed, it had two directors, mm. which I thought was quite interesting. Uh, not, not, not that many films are uh, co-directed by uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, who no. did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> I, that, was, that was quite a nice film. I quite like Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, a little bit of a change for them, for uh, going from uh, <laughs> that animated film to uh, 21 Jump Street. So I was yeah. pretty interested to see uh, mm. what these guys would do. Yes. And then, of course, we have the actors. The, uh, the two main characters are Jonah Hill, yep. who most people would know from Superbad and the or like. Or Moneyball. Moneyball. Hot off his Oscar wit nomination. <laughs> his Oscar <laughs> nomination. <laughs> that was a bit harsh, just reminding Jonah Hill that he didn't win. If he's listening to the podcast. If, you had, if anyone had told you 12 months ago that Jonah Hill would be an Oscar-nominated actor, what would you have said? Craziness. Yeah. He has done very well for himself. <laughs> so are you a fan of Jonah Hill, Matt? I have in the past thought he's been much better in supporting roles than lead roles. I found he can come in, deliver some pretty good lines, uh, be pretty funny, but uh, the longer he's in a movie, the more I tire of him. Like, the more his shtick gets old. In Moneyball, I actually thought he was pretty good. Again, that was a supporting role, I guess, but it was one that he, uh, quite a prominent supporting role, so I really enjoyed him in that. And, and in 21 Jump Street, I actually thought he was pretty good. So actually, I did not get annoyed at him throughout this film. I like Jonah Hill. I think films he's been in, like, Get Him to the Greek, weren't the best films. They were, they were quite funny. They were fairly watchable. But I liked him. I think he's uh, pretty likeable and, and uh, funny character, and I think he suited the role here. He was able to carry it, yeah. uh, carry it pretty well. Mm. And he's teamed up with his partner, is Channing Tatum. Yes. What might we have seen him in, Matt? She's the man. <laughs> <laughs> he was in Fighting, which I didn't see. Uh, Dear John, which I didn't see. He's in G.I. Joe as well. He's just one of those hot guys that the girls are supposed to swoon over. The one film that I had seen him in uh, before this was Stop Loss. And that's basically about... Soldiers being forced to return for another uh, tour of duty in Iraq. Yeah. The premise of that film is hot dudes looking sad. I've never seen a character spend so much time just looking sad in the mirror without a shirt on uh, as Channing Tatum and Ryan Philippe did in Stop Loss. Some girls like that. I bet that that's why the yeah. film exists. Yeah. Sad um, hot guys that you can go and 
give a cuddle to. <laughs> um, I'm just noticing in She's the Man and in G.I. Joe, he plays a character just called Duke. <laughs> so, don't know if uh, if you if you're looking to try and get Channing Tatum in a movie, if maybe calling the character Duke jumps out at him. Was he reprising the role that he had <laughs> in the Man I in G.I. Joe? I had no idea. So I wasn't expecting a lot from uh, Channing Tatum in this film. I gave him a go in the trailer. I thought the trailer looked pretty good. Ended up watching the film, which is why I'm doing a podcast review of it. Hmm. And I actually really liked him. I Ooh. thought he he was surprisingly funny. I think he, he pulled off the, the comedic role really well. I, definitely, I particularly liked the bits... They made fun of how just older and like muscular he was compared to all the yeah. the other kids. The way they sort of carried that on running joke throughout the film, yeah. uh, I thought he did he did very well. Yes, uh, yeah, he got the job done. <laughs> it, it, like uh, in in this movie, I think he got he got the job done, which I think is what a lot of casting agents would perhaps think when they're thinking of Channing Tatum, who's some sort of hot guy that can come in and do a good job. So something that's dealt with in the show is these two guys, uh, one was cool at high school, one wasn't, they go back to high school. Hmm. So it's about what's changed in the seven years since they've been at school and what the kids are up to now, what's cool, what's not cool, and how these two guys will try and fit back into the roles that hmm. they, uh, they thought they might have been able to at the school. Yes. Which provides for quite a lot of uh, sort of social commentary on, on teens these days, and it's quite funny the the disconnect between their perception and yes and reality. So, what was cool in two thousand and five is not cool in two thousand and eleven. Yeah, the iPad one had been surpassed by the iPad two, but they probably didn't have that wasteboard back then. There were definitely not iPads <laughs> in two thousand and five. I don't have an iPad. I don't know what yeah what's going on. Yeah, I only just got an iPhone. It's crazy. I've got like three apps, man. Like, it's out of control. <laughs> yeah. So what we thought we might talk about was us at school. Yeah. How we went as high schoolers. Well, yeah, this does does fit with us quite well because I graduated in 2005. You graduated a year off that. And, um, you know... Now everyone knows how old you are. <laughs> <laughs> we finally got you. <laughs> finally admitted your age on the podcast. Yeah. So we're pretty much in the same position they are. We graduate about the same time. We thought this would be a good opportunity to look back and maybe re- remember what groups we fit into in high school. What, what were we up to back in the day? So, John, what group did you fit into in school? What? Well, I'm sure everyone listening uh, is fairly sure I was pretty cool at high school. Uh, at high school, there were, I had, there were a couple of setbacks. Uh, I did have asthma. I did have allergies. Yeah. I did have glasses. I was in all the top maths and science classes. <laughs> I did have braces. Mm. Uh, luckily, I was in the A soccer team, uh, yeah. or else I would have copped it pretty bad. Fortunately, I was friends with a couple of the uh, couple of the jocks, a couple of the cool kids through the sports, uh, the soccer and athletics teams that I was in. Mm. They helped me kind of balance out. Fortunately, I, I found a group of. Uh, I don't want to say cool. I'm still friends with them now, but I, I really hate most of them. <laughs> Do they listen to the podcast? A little bit. Okay. When I was at school, we, we were quite a... Our whole year group was a pretty tight year group. I think we all, as a year group, were fairly cohesive and, and got on pretty well. We're definitely, you know, sort of the jocks and um, a few few other sort of uh, groups and things 
going around. But I, I guess I was a little bit of a floater. So, like, uh, I went to the Christian group at lunch. It was, it was sort of uh, with the Christians sometimes. I was uh, – then I, I did drama. So I got got to know all the, the girls and everyone that did drama and getting good with them. I, I did art class. So, again, getting on with more girls in the art class. Uh, getting on with them. Well, getting or getting on. off. <laughs> getting Like, getting on, like, friendship. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I really didn't have – a group that I would have been defined as, I think I was just known as the funny guy at school. The funny guy. Yeah, I think I was just the funny guy in the year group. So the characters in the film are presented with the opportunity to go back to high school. Yes. And uh, they have to go in undercover as high school students, try and fit into uh, some of these friendship groups. Hmm. How would you think going back to high school would be? How have we changed? How has the... uh, how have the kids changed? How do, how would that go for us trying to fit back uh, into that scene, do you reckon? This is interesting. Maybe the beginning of high school, I, I joked around a lot, maybe got on a few people's nerves. It was a bit annoying um, in, in the early years of high school. Then uh, in our school, girls came in in year 10, and I really picked up my game as far as being less socially embarrassing, I think, for those <laughs> last few years of school. And I had understood, like, how to tailor my sense of humour in order, rather than annoy people, actually entertain people and have people like you for that. So I think, actually, by the end of year 12, I was actually... I don't think that's so much tailoring as actually being funny. If you're just annoying people (laughs) in the first place, I don't think that's being funny. That's being annoying. Yeah. Whatever. So, (laughs) I think I've... uh, I've grown even more in that regard since leaving school. I think I'm even less socially awkward than I was then. So I think I would find it like I'd be even more popular in high school than I was back then. Yeah, I definitely think I'd do better at high school yeah. now than I did. I don't, I don't think I did a very good job of high school. Within a few years of high school, you get to uh, interact with more people. You get to meet girls. There are girls at uni. At school, apparently we had girls at school. I don't know where they were. They only come in year 10. I think they bring in, like, 11 of them. There was, like, 360 people in our year. Yeah. You, you couldn't... I couldn't find them. Wherever they, they, they were, were hiding. They were keeping away from you. Yeah, they were hiding <laughs> from me pretty well. Yeah. Okay, um, here's a tip. Drama and art class. Yeah. <laughs> Four-unit maths. A, uh, a hotbed of... Yeah. Uh, and the Christian high school girls. And the, the Christian group. There were quite a few girls in the Christian group. I kind of feel like... Hanging out with Christian girls would be a bit like going to a strip club. It's kind of like, here's something that's nice to look at, but they're not going to let you touch them. Okay. First time having strippers and Christian girls have been sort of like <laughs> compared. But yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I think I'd be a bit more popular now. I've uh, been doing jiu-jitsu for a few years. That's kind of cool, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty trendy. I've got some... Lacoste shoes on that the dog has chewed on a little bit. I own some V-neck shirts now, so uh, wow. yeah. These are settle even, down, ladies. <laughs> some of these things are new, even for like the past like month or two. Like, <laughs> how new are these V-neck shirts? I don't know. So that makes me think that if uh, I was Channing Tatum going back to uh, to high school, yeah. I'd probably be able to. Uh, just fit in with the with the cool kids. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I think I definitely do quite well. Like, I lead a youth group um, at, at, at our church, and it, it does seem like I've, um, like I'm on the pulse with what youth like and, and with, you know, the high school kids. And I, th- I feel like I could very easily be cool if yeah. I went back to high school. I love dubstep. Oh, I hate dubstep. <laughs> I draw a line there. But no, uh, like, I, I feel like it's uh, sort of like on Survivor when they bring back old players to play with new players. They're sort of they've played the game before, they know what to do. Like you can you can pretty much uh, go back to high school and, and own it. When they went back to high school in this movie, Twenty One Jump Street, there 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 was some rules. And one of the rules was nothing sexual with any of the high school students. Do you think this was a fair rule? Would you be following this rule if you were Sent back to high school. I think it probably is a fair rule, seeing as I don't think uh, police officers should be uh, sleeping with uh, potentially underage girls. Even if they're of age, they should probably be focusing on their uh, Mm. assignments. Though, uh, you know, James Bond, he's always having to sleep with people in order to uh, infiltrate on missions that he's on. So, you know, why can't the the policemen do it? Mm. Here's the thing about underage girls. (laughs) (laughs) Always a good way to start a sentence. Yes. When you're about 18 and you look at 16-year-olds, there's not that much of a difference. They are underage, but you're still sort of attracted to them. Now that I'm 22, I see 16-year-olds, they kind of just look like children to me. Hmm. So generally, I think you should be advised to not sleep with children. That seems like sound advice from the police captain. Yeah, I, I agree. But look, some of these girls are 17, 18, aren't they? They're, they're and they're actresses stories. who are actually 27. Okay, well, we're, <laughs> we're talking about if we were in this situation, not what age are the actors. Firstly, these guys, like us, are about seven years out of high school. So this, uh, this definitely violates the half-your-age plus seven rule. <laughs> and I think, like we said... Um, how easy it would be for us to be cool in high school, right? Because of our knowledge and our experience and our, our sort of hindsight sort of vision. It would definitely be something that we'd have to be turning down. Y- yeah. Uh, we'd be getting proposition well, left and right if we went back to high well, school. Well, what I'm saying is we'd be in a position where we'd have an advantage and perhaps we could abuse the situation we're in like we were saying, you, we could go back to high school and be instantly coolest guys in the school pretty easily. <laughs> We've inflated this <laughs> so quickly. It was like, yeah, we'd do slightly better at the school. So now we just walk in, bam, two coolest guys at school. <laughs> I'm not saying it wouldn't be work, but it would be fairly easy work. So let's talk about some of the other characters in the film. Who, who yeah. might be at this high school? Hmm. We have uh, Rob Riggle, who plays the uh, gym coach. Hmm. Uh, you might have seen him on The Daily Show. and Yeah. I thought his character was really funny. His uh, obsession with uh, Channing Tatum and his impressive muscle tone uh, for a high school child uh, was pretty funny. Yeah. And I think one of the best scenes in the film is when uh, they're on these drugs, these hallucinogens that are being mm. uh, dealt through the school, and they're, <laughs> they're looking at Rob Riggle's face, and everything just starts to move. Like, his eyebrows start moving around his face. It becomes like an ice cream cone... Some of the hallucinations that the hallucinations they have, and like with uh, Rob talking to Rob Riggle, uh, I thought it was one of the yeah. funniest scenes in the film. I 
really didn't like that scene. It's my least <laughs> it favorite the scene, scene in the movie. That's my least favorite scene in the movie. Man, when these eyebrows came around the side of his face like caterpillars and then joined up as a mustache, I laughed so hard. I just found it weird. I just didn't find it that funny. <laughs> you have Ellie Kempler playing the science teacher. Uh, you might know her from The Office as the new receptionist. She was quite good, uh, sort of pretty in love with Channing Tatum's character. I love how she became just sort of dumbstruck and then she'd, like, start, like, mumbling these accidental, accidentally sexual things. Yeah. Of, like, let, let me check. And he was just, chest. he just had a deadpan face yeah. the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> responded to everything yeah. she said. Yeah. Oh, the drama teacher, played by Dr. Spaceman. <laughs> yeah, Chris Parnell. Yeah. Uh, from Saturday Night Live was quite funny in the and world. Archer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and as we discussed in last week's uh, podcast on Archer. Pretty good. Uh, pretty good as the drama teacher. Hmm. Uh, we also had Dave Franco. James Franco's brother. He plays sort of an irritating character, but he's supposed to be irritating. An on-running thing in the film is how all these eco-freak students are like the popular kids. They're always yeah. talking about like their... F- fair trade friendship bracelets or, yeah, you know, like, saving yeah, the environment, yeah. but while dr- dealing these, like, synthetic drugs yeah, at the same yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. It soon did not help the reputation that people like the environment are into drugs. <laughs> like, did it, like... So he was a pretty good addition to the, uh, hmm. the Franco family, from my mind, because I hadn't seen him before. I was, uh, uh, impressed by his performance. Hmm. We had Ice Cube as the, uh, police captain that yells a lot. Yes. Ice, Ice Baby. The 21 Jump Street sort of base is in this uh, Korean church. Yeah. And uh, they refer to this, like, a, a uh, statue of Christ in there. They refer, refer to him as Korean Jesus. Yeah. When, like, Ice Cube yells, like, quit bothering Korean Jesus. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty I like that a lot. He was, uh, he was a pretty solid character. Can you guess who the standout for me? I had an MVP in this movie. You always do. You always yeah. pick. I've got an MVP. Okay, the MVP. Can you guess who my MVP would have been here? The, the person that I just thought was so funny. Nope. No, I can't. <laughs> I loved Nick Offerman. Uh, <laughs> he was hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nick Offerman from Parks and Recreation. Plays Ron, Ron Swanson. Yeah, or Ron Swanson. <laughs> Yeah, plays Ron Swanson and Parks Rec. He only had a very short scene in this, but I just thought his delivery and the jokes he was given were, were pretty hilarious. I liked his beard. He had a good beard. That guy does good facial hair, Nick yeah. Offerman. Yeah. He has an amazing mustache in yeah. uh, Parks and Rec. Yeah. Full beard for the movie. Yeah, no, very good. Something that's quite funny about that was I saw his lines in the trailer, yeah. and I thought they were quite funny, and then they were completely different in the film. <laughs> Uh, they even had the same setup to a joke and then different punchline. Ooh. So I quite liked that. There was yeah. these little uh, surprises, different jokes that I got to see when I actually saw the film. Were they better in the film? Some of them, though. There were one or two things that I liked in the trailer as well that didn't oh, yeah. make it into the film. That's how good Nick Offman is. All his takes were <laughs> Hard to choose which one. So we have this setup and this uh, kind of crazy cast of characters. Hmm. Let's talk about the style of the film. Yes. What kind of film would you say this is? Is it's kind of an action comedy, would you say? Yes, an action comedy. There are a few car chases and shootouts. I really like the car chase in this film. Like, things would be crashing and getting shot at, and there'd be things that you'd expect to blow up. There'd be, like, an oil tanker that would get hit by a bullet, and everyone would go, (gasps) and wait for the explosion, and nothing would happen. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) That was really good. I thought that was quite a a good unrunning joke they did. Mm. 
This film reminded me a bit of uh, The Other Guys, which is another sort of film about two bumbling policemen, Will Farrell and Mark Wahlberg, um, trying to take down some criminals. Not in a high school, but it is in like a similar sort of like uh, comedy of those action type films. And in terms of the style of humour, I'd say it's perhaps similar to something like Superbad. It is quite high schoolish humour. There are yeah. a lot of dick jokes yeah. and so forth. Mm. But with a few interesting on-screen editing, sort of graphics and that, mm. uh, yeah. quite similar to uh, Scott Pilgrim versus The World, mm. Mm. which I liked when they did sort of the the stages of the of the effects of the drug. Yeah. Uh, someone recorded a YouTube video where they analysed the stages and they had all these graphics describing the the different moments and when they... So they'd reused these graphics for when the drugs were taken later on in the film. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was quite a nice touch. Those were mm. those were quite funny. Yes. Which is interesting because this is a very different style from memory to the TV show 21 Jump Street, which I think was maybe a light drama, but I thought it was like a drama sort of high school thing, maybe something like The O.C., yeah, this is an out-and-out comedy. There, yeah. There's obviously relationships and plot developments, but yeah. the main purpose yeah. of this film is to make you laugh. Yeah, which I don't think that was the purpose of 21 Jump Street, the TV show, at all. May have resulted in a lot of unintentional laughing, especially when you've added mm. 10 years to it, but, uh, yeah. Alrighty, so I think we've talked enough about the film. Let's get to our screen verdict. Yes. I hadn't watched much of the original series, so I didn't have much expectation from that point of view. I was a little bit worried about Channing Tatum being in the film. I didn't know how funny he'd be, but I liked Joan Hill and some of the people behind the scenes. But I think he ended up being really funny in the film. I think I actually liked his character perhaps even more than Joan Hill's. Ooh. I think he did the, the physical comedy particularly well. I really liked when he was high on the drugs and he was throwing himself into the instruments, like mm. he head, he headbutts this massive gong in yes. the music room. Yeah. I thought things like that were very funny. I think Jonah Hill did a, a pretty good Jonah Hill performance. I guess it'll be what you'd expect from him yep. uh, in this role. I think in terms of the, the comedy, most of the, the one-liners hit. It was a little bit boy humour. It was a little bit stupid at times. Yep. Some of it was quite crude and not all of that worked. But generally, because of the tone and the pace of the film, yep. I was able to go with it. I think the main problem was with the story, it's a good premise, and it had a good setting, these people going back to high school. Yeah. But in terms of how it ended, I don't think anything that interesting really came out. None of the no. twists or plot developments were particularly clever or amazing. No. But they didn't really let me down either. Mm. And I think this was helped by a good supporting cast as well. It's mm. helped you keep me going through the film. I was thinking before this review that uh, I haven't given... I don't think I've given any nines in the podcast... Given a few, given a few eight eight point fives, and I gave Drive a ten, but I don't yeah. think we've ever given a nine on the podcast. No, I'm going to give Twenty One Jump Street a seven point five. <laughs> I was, would have been very surprised. Not if a, nine, a nine, no, yeah. not quite a nine. <laughs> I thought are you going to give it a nine? <laughs> oh man, suspense. Um, yeah, no, I I found this a really enjoyable film. Um, I didn't have anything to do that morning, so it was a good way to kill some time. A lot of fun. I think a lot of the jokes hit. I think Jonah and Channing did a good job. I think the supporting cast was very solid. And some of the jokes were really, really funny. However, I didn't find myself loving this film at any point. I really didn't ever go, man, this is such a great movie, such a fun movie. I compared it to the other guys earlier. And I, I, I preferred the other guys. The other guys I found a lot funnier, the story and the jokes and the characters and things. So 
this film, I think, didn't really do much wrong, but it didn't do heaps really right to, to make me love the film. So I'm going to give it a six and a half. Solid, solid outing. So there you go. We kind of liked it. Perhaps recommend it, seeing as there's a little uh, slim pickings at the, uh, yeah. at the cinemas at the moment. Yeah. Perhaps the best of an average bunch. Mm. And that's the screen verdict. Yes. Do we have any housekeeping, Matt? Uh, well, we should remind people about the competition to win the uh, the graphic novel uh, comics uh, on The Walking Dead. Uh, all you need to do is like us on Facebook, or if you've already done that, um, you're halfway there, just post your zombie survival strategy. can be short, can be long, do it. There's not many entrants at the moment, so uh, you're looking straight down the barrel of that prize. Yeah, just a few sentences on how you think you could best survive the zombie apocalypse and you could win uh, six issues of the Walking Dead comics. Yeah, so that's... For a, free. Yeah, you know, yeah. We'll send it to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no postage, no anything. You just get that delivered to your you, to your door. Or your other house where you keep your secret family. <laughs> <laughs> your secret family that, that, are, that are big Walking Dead fans. <laughs> <laughs> If you've seen 21 Jump Street, let us know your uh, opinions when we post the podcast. Leave a, a comment. Mm. And, uh, yeah, we'd be glad to hear that. Yes, very much so. And uh, our next podcast, I think, a bit of a mystery at the moment. On our next podcast, anything could happen. Anything could happen. Whoa, was she on Celebrity Apprentice? I think she was. Holly Robertson Pete. <laughs> And that's the podcast. There we go. See you guys. See you guys next week. Bye.